This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Hello. On today's episode, we are going to dive into the definition of grief. And I'd like to start with the dictionary's definition, which is defined as a noun, deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. And the example it gives is she was overcome with grief. Um, The informal definition is trouble or annoyance. We were too tired to cause any grief. I just find it interesting that grief is defined as a noun, whereas I think anyone that's lost anybody close to them or has experienced trauma or divorce, miscarriage, anything like that, um, to say it's a noun, I don't know if that does it justice. I would like to say that grief is more like a feeling. And the Grief Recovery Institute defines grief as the normal and natural reaction to change or loss of any kind. And grief by any other name, such as stress or burnout, even PTSD. Sometimes you'll hear the phrase complicated grief, maybe even depression is still grief. Grief is also the response to a change in or end of any familiar pattern of behavior. So, you know, consider the current times with COVID-19, with uh, the racial injustice and unrest going on in the world. Um, There's a lot of grief in response to the changes. Um, It is about mixed emotions also. So you can graduate from high school and still be very sad and have grief over leaving home, leaving your familiar environment and patterns of behavior and Going into the unknown, really, uh, a f- woman can have grief when she gives child has a, has a child. Because especially, I would say, I'm speaking for myself, um, having my first child, everything that you thought you knew about life, about yourself, the things that you took for granted, um, really change. In an instant, really. 
someone who is dealing with addiction and perhaps are in treatment or are, um, let's say like myself, um, I've given up alcohol. It's been six months now. And although I don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, although I don't have grief around um, the alcohol itself, um, you know, you, you can see there's dynamics kind of change in relationships sometimes. And that's kind of a side topic, but when it comes to addiction, and not saying, I'm not saying like I, you know, was a full-blown alcoholic. Um, personally, I, I really just lacked some self-control at times and um, I just really wanted to be a better role model for my kids um, but someone who is going through treatment and addiction is all that they've known for several months probably several years that's a life that they are having to say goodbye to um, and often that comes with having to say goodbye to relationships that were unhealthy and and hurtful, really. Uh, so we can experience grief more often in our lives than we think, than just when someone who we love passes away or dies. Um, grief is also the feeling of reaching out for someone who has always been there for you only to find that when you need them one more time, they're not there. Or reaching out for someone who's never been there for you, only to find that when you need them one more time, they're still not there. So this happens often too with family. Um, you know, you can have a relationship with a parent and you can feel like they've never been there for you. Maybe they have been, haven't been emotionally available. Um, maybe they were physically there, but like I said, emotionally they were um, indifferent and not attentive to your needs, emotional needs, um, maybe even your physical needs, um, hugs, kisses, things like that, affection. Um, these things that we long for growing up as children, um, you know, that's how we understand connection. That's how we understand uh, how to build relationships and to um, let people in, right? So when we are neglected of that opportunity, uh, that grief is kind of stays with us it it does stay with us and it's kind of foolish to think that learning how to deal with grief in that way um as in like you're not like those feelings aren't valid or aren't needed for to thrive in relationships or in life um that greatly impacts you into adulthood. Um, likewise, as an adult, um, 
you know, your family, if you feel like, you know, that they've always been there for you and then all of a sudden they're not, whether it is death that separates you or they move away, um, you know, that those are grief causing instances as well. So I think we tend to have this narrow scoped idea of grief. And I think that's where a lot of people misunderstand that um, that grief is more than just about death. Um, being a victim of sexual trauma, there are there is a lot of grief that can happen because of that because you can then experience it's not just what was taken from you but it is loss of trust loss of safety loss of security um these are more it's almost like putting fire or putting gasoline on the fire you know it's it's like taking the screwdriver and just twisting it just a little bit more. It's these intangible losses that we experience as a result of a devastating, life-altering experience, right? So I just really want you to consider and think about all the ways that you've been grieving and and the things that you've been grieving but you never really thought that you were grieving until hearing this right now so as a kid did you move a lot were you a military brat <laughs> like they say um where you just really never were given the opportunity to create connections with others, or you've maybe felt, why bother? We're moving anyway in a year. Um, if it was just this natural occurrence or you just like expected it, so you never did put the effort in because you just didn't want to feel that loss again. Um, and, and that's not just the children in the family unit. That can be the, the parents as well. How often do military families move about from base to base and maybe even country to country and never can really settle um, and maybe have a hard time doing so because, you know, it's just, you're gonna have to say goodbye anyway. So why bother, right? Um, hopefully that's not the case, but likely it is and likely you've experienced grief because of it. Um, you and your children. Um, so, or how about as a kid, you had, you know, your first dog. And because you were moving, you had to give it away. Um, so it's not even just moving. This would be especially hard maybe for a child. But it's not just the idea of moving. It is well, we're moving and I have to give away my beloved dog. So it's the loss of the relationship that that child has to the dog. It's the loss of relationship that they have to what they knew as their home. 
And if it's, you know, a different town, then it's saying goodbye to their friends. Um, there can be many losses wrapped up into one larger experience. Um, I just think that there are so many examples out there. Um, you know, graduating from high school, leaving your friends, um, getting married um, can be a grief experience in a way too, because um, depending on when you get married, let's say you don't get married till you know, later in life, late 30s, 40s. You've had a long time to get settled and set in your ways and get used to how life is, right? Come and go as you want, do what you want, when you want, you don't have to really answer to anybody. Um, there's a lot of freedom in that lifestyle. And hopefully you're, you're welcoming someone else into it and you want someone else into it and that's why you're getting married. But that doesn't discount the fact though that it is a major change and you may experience grief along with that. Um, maybe too, your um, spouse-to-be doesn't is allergic to cats and you have to get rid of your cat that you've had for five, six, seven years. Who knows, right? Um, I could give so many examples. Let's see. Um, there are, I mean, I mean, I could really think of some terrible examples, but that would be just depressing. Um, let's see. So how about like, I just really am trying to get you to really, truly think about all of the losses that you may have experienced that you really didn't think about until now. Um, you know, and I think too, like just in the context of relationships, uh, you know, I've had friendships that have fallen away. Um, a few by my choice sometimes, um, because, you know, sometimes we get into different phases of our lives than those who are in our lives. And it can be hard to relate. It can be hard to find commonalities or common things to talk about. Um, not always, but, you know, if, um, it can happen and, and people can choose too to just decide that, you know what, I, I need to move on from this friendship or relationship. Um, and there is nothing wrong with that, but there's always going to be one person who feels, um, maybe slighted or grief or sad or maybe angry um, because grief happens in the context of relationships and you know aside from those intangible losses but because it happens first in the context of relationships um, just think about all the different relationships that you've been in and people have come and gone out of your life and maybe 
like I said, maybe it was a situation that you chose to back away from. Um, you know, and something might remind you of them and take you back in time and you feel like, gosh, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have done that differently. Because grief, too, is anything that we wish would be different, better, or more. And, and that's in the context of relationships. And it can be with someone who is living and someone who has died. I can still wish that my relationship with some loved ones would have been different, better, or more. Um, and it's a loss, too, of hopes, dreams, and expectations. So especially with like miscarriage, uh, when you lose a child, and it doesn't matter if it's miscarriage or you just you know, lose a young child or your child at any age really, because you always have these hopes and dreams and expectations as a parent, these, as you know, you, you expect that they're gonna outlive you, first of all. Um, you never expect that you're gonna bury a child. You never hope to. And um, I just, I could not imagine. So my heart goes out to you if you're listening to this. Um, and that has been the case for you. But I, it is, that is, that is grief. And I'm sorry, but grief is not a noun. Grief is not a noun. It is a feeling. And, you know, the loss of hopes, dreams, and expectations that you would have for your child upon them passing away, um, that's really hard to get over. It's really, really difficult. Um, and likewise, if you're in a relationship with someone living and they are in your life, you know, sometimes you, you can't choose your family, right? Um, and you wish that the relationship would be different, better, or more. Um, that's grief as well. So, um, I've kind of talked a lot about like different things that cause grief and, you know, I, I really highlighted the fact that it starts in our childhood often with, you know, a loss of a pet or moving, um, you know, in my instance, my grandmother passed away when I was seven, my dad passed away when I was eight. You know, losses really close together. And, you know, my grandmother lived with us while she was sick as well. Um, so I saw that, you know, I, I grew up, oh, you know, I grew up seeing sorrow. And um, it just was not dealt with like an emotion would be or should be, you know handled with care and and really I think that's really my message for today is grief is a feeling to be handled with tender loving care and I think if we can look at each other in society and see and understand that We've all lost something or someone. We all grieve something or someone and look at someone as they're passing by on the street or, 
you know, the cashier woman at the checkout line or, you know, maybe the delivery guy that's kind of being a jerk, you know, we've all lost something or someone. And to be able to look at someone with empathetic eyes and know, hey, I've lost and I grieve something or someone too. Because grief unites us all, every single one of us. It doesn't discriminate, doesn't care of your ethnic background, doesn't care of your economic status. And if we can look at each other like children with backpacks full of rocks, these grief rocks, these grief experiences that we've been putting into our backpacks all of our lives, if we can actually physically see those backpacks, I think we would look at each other a little differently. Um, we'd probably treat each other a little differently too, right? Um, some other grief experiences, um, which I didn't even cover earlier, but um, like loss of health. That can be a big one. I mean, really, it's like if you've been healthy for most of your life and then all of a sudden you have this dev devastating diagnosis, um, whether it be terminal or just chronic um, or, you know, you lose, in the, you know, a leg or an arm or, you know, something where it, it it's a change in or a, a cha change in a pattern of behavior, right? It's going to change your entire life. Um, you're going to have a grief experience with that. Um, incarceration, uh, separation from siblings or friends, um, like kids in foster care, um, environmental or climate losses. Um, you can, you know, let's say your house burns down, you lose everything. You know, your pictures, your loss of, that's, again, your loss of safety, your loss of, um, you know, where do you go from there? Um, it's a big change, right? Um, you can also lose hope. And after so many years of grief, um, I think I had gotten to the point where I kind of had lost some hope. And... You know, I just got sick and tired of being tired of feeling the way I was feeling. And, um, yeah, it's, there's just, grief is just so much more than just about death. Um, and then we see it on the news. So you see, see it in the newspaper, you see it on TV, the lady in the grocery store, um, sharing her grief stories, um, you know, she's not saying it like that, but she's talking about, um, you know, maybe she lost her job or, you know, but people don't use the word grief, right? Grieving. They tell you the story. They don't tell you how they feel. Even though they really want you to know how they feel, they're always going to resort back to the story. And so it's, it's being a heart with ears and really listening 
and having an awareness of yourself as well. Um, where you talk about the feelings instead of just, you know, being stuck on the story. Um, one of the things too that, um, you know, because grief begins in childhood and, and in our youth, um, you know, we're born with perfect harmony intuition, intellect, and emotion. Like it's, we're perfectly in harmony. And, you know, by the age of um, three, we have learned 75% of the basic tools and concepts that we will use throughout our life. And there was a pediatrician who was interviewed um, and he was about grief, or I can't remember exactly, I think in the UK maybe, and he was asked, um, when does the brightness leave their eyes? You know, talking about children. And he said, in middle school, you know, and that's 95% of our decision-making powers are established by the age of 15. So by the time we reach middle school, we have already learned and received the tools and concepts that we will use for decision-making and that's true when it comes to grief like how we are taught the messages we receive and how we deal with grief we we learned by the time we were age 15. so this is why it's so important um, that we start talking about grief like a feeling that we start talking about grief like we talk about the weather and that we stop shying away from um, others' pain and sorrow, that we start having some awareness around our own and the behaviors that we resort to to avoid what is ours, what our feelings are. Um, because grief unites us all. And grief is not a noun. It is a feeling. So that is today's episode. I feel like I have definitely shared the definition of grief, that it is more than just about death. Next week, I will be sharing how and why grief keeps us stuck. So I hope you tune in for that. Until next time, take care. to yours. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.